Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World Show, where today we have with us Russ Junt, who is the, C uh, the founder and vice president of Conserva Irrigation. This is a, a home irrigation company that is focused exclusively, entirely on saving you money and water. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another change maker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Russ, welcome to the show. Devin, thanks so much for having me. It's a privilege to be on your show. It, the, the privilege is all ours. We're thrilled to have you. Uh, what you're doing is so incredibly important. I was eager to get you on and to learn more about what you're doing. As I uh, see it, uh, water is one of the scarcest resources on the planet and our growing global population is going to stretch the need for that water in coming years what's your take i'll tell you uh you're you're bang on devin with that it is water is uh, incredibly vital to all of us as as a as a global uh, population and um it is uh, incredibly scarce and uh, so much so that, well, really 3% of the Earth's water is fresh. 2% of that is frozen in the glaciers. So really only 1% of it being fresh. Um, and take it one step further, I'm out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and the Great Lakes are right here. And 21% of that 1% is tied up in the Great Lakes. So if you follow that, 79 one hundredths of the Earth's fresh water, uh, of the Earth's water is fresh. And yet, what are we doing with it as a, as a society? What are we doing with it more so as an industry, at, as an irrigation industry? And we're, we're arbitrarily spewing it across hard surfaces, sidewalks, driveways, streets. We're watering during the daytime when it's evaporating and the wind is taking it. We're, we're overwatering when there's leaks, there's broken heads, lateral line leaks, mainline leaks. And it's, it's really quite silly what we've been doing as an industry. So it's a it's a huge calling for us. Yes, it's kind of you to call it silly. I I think of it as appalling. As some of the things you know, I go out for a morning run regularly through a nice neighborhood, and I'm always appalled when I see uh, the sprinkler running on the uh, sidewalk. Uh, I live right downtown, and there are little planters in the in, uh, building next door. And I'm shocked when they water those in the middle of the day and they spew water all over the sidewalk. And I just think, you know, the sidewalk doesn't need water. <laughs> so um, uh, just so, so important. So Russ, tell us about the technology and design of your system. How does it avoid sidewalks? How does it avoid overwatering? How does it avoid uh, watering when the soil's already moist? What's going on? So really what it is is, um, uh, I was pleased. I had, I had departed the irrigation industry in the mid to late 2000s because I was uh, upset. I really was upset with the lack of um, thoughtfulness and design and use of this precious resource. And in 2010, when we founded Conserva, I, I, I went to the Irrigation Association National Trade Show, and I was pleased to find out, um, um, per your question, really, is what had changed. And smart irrigation, high efficient irrigation, really at its core founding in, in the late 2000, 2010 area, 2011, was exactly the right timing for Conserva. And so 
we're data uh, people, and so we gather uh, all the data, and we studied the numbers, and we put together a great, uh, uh, really a system, if you will, of how to properly design, specify, and manage water properly through irrigation systems. So it really does start at that core of proper design, gathering the information, what, what are we watering, how are we gonna water it, what's the infiltration rate or percolation rate of that soil, and what's the best times to do that. So it's really a kind of a, a whole concert of moving parts, but really we partnered with a Toro company and we brought in their incredible smart technology and really they're high efficient nozzles. And through that, we're able to reduce the water usage by 40 to 60%, which is substantial. So uh, again, how do, we, how do we avoid sidewalks? Let's talk about that. Oh, I'm sorry, so on the sidewalk, absolutely. So it's zoning properly. So instead of throwing heads that are going uh, across that sidewalk, we're, we're putting in uh, microclimates. We're, we're actually designing that system so that it's spraying and alternating just within that turf zone or that plant material within the, near the sidewalks. And so we're able to keep a nice tight line with that and, and water during the middle of the night. So we're, we're mitigating the risk of any drift from wind. Are you able to adjust the flow of sprinklers or the schedule based on the moisture content of the soil now? We do. So we'd use a couple varieties of, of uh, wireless sensors. So we use precision soil sensors, which are doing exactly that. They're, they're measuring the, so, the, the, the water content or moisture content of that uh, area. And um, when, the, when the controller sends signal to say we want to water, it says, uh, no, we're, we're, we're good. The other type is that we use an ET or evapotranspiration sensor. And this is something that with the smart controller technology, we're already putting in the data for 40 years of weather data for that exact latitude and longitude. Then we're pairing that with an on-site ET or weather sensor, and it's telling us how are we deviating from weather normal? How are we deviating from normal seasonality at that exact latitude and longitude? And it's able to adjust those sprinklers down accordingly. Wow, that's fascinating. Fascinating that how high-tech our yard sprinklers uh, have become. Uh, I think you have a vision for this to reach beyond the United States. Tell us a little bit about some of your international expansion plans. So we definitely, we're already moving into Canada, which is a, a natural uh, segue here from the U.S., um, but ultimately um, we know that that irrigation is widely used and widely accepted across the world. And in fact, I was just recently at a trade show uh, for a, a significant uh, chain of restaurants around the world. And um, many of those participants, those global partners were coming in and, and speaking of the concerns that they have with uh, water scarcity and how they can out to participate in high efficient irrigation. Yeah, well, this is a huge opportunity. Let's talk a little bit about the opportunity. Uh, Conserva Irrigation is uh, one of the brands at Outdoor Living brands, right? And uh, there are franchise opportunities. Tell us a little bit about that structure and how people can participate. Yeah, so Devin, we franchised the model June of last year. We've been in testing and in pilot and in making for sure that our numbers are, are exactly where they need to be and that our systems are in place. 
and we partnered with outdoor living brands um, really because of their of their ability to scale business and to run successful franchises across the U.S. and they have four other brands. And so uh, we now are expanding across the U.S. in areas, uh, really all 50 states is, is our focus. And we, we anticipate having 400 locations by 2025. And so through that partnership, we were able to, to offer as the first franchise opportunity in the irrigation industry ever, uh, which is a unique opportunity. And we want to make for sure that we're thoughtful, uh, that we're methodical in how we proceed and, and that we've gathered the right partnership in doing so. So we're seeking individuals that are looking for a franchise opportunity, many of which um, don't even have irrigation background, which is, which is the first for the irrigation industry. So we're bringing outside thought leaders, outside business leaders into somewhat of a stagnant kind of unsophisticated space we're adding and bringing sophistication to a hundred year old industry and it's exciting times uh, to date. So in less than one year now, we have over 42 territories uh, that we have expanded to uh, across the U S and now just moving into Canada. What kind of uh, qualifications and balance sheet does a franchisee need to have? The biggest litmus test for me is on the balance sheet is that they have a social conscious. That's the, that's the biggest thing is that they, they are um, affected by uh, what we see as far as uh, wasting water and that, that the, the pure magnitude of 1.5 billion gallons of wasted water daily uh, through irrigation systems, that call to action, if that, if that is on the, on the correct side of their balance sheet, that it, that it actually causes them to step up and raise their hand. That's the most important. Beyond that, certainly we're looking for, there's really four different types of, of uh, successful operators in our system to date. The number, the, the first and not in any particular order is somebody that comes, what we call a conversion uh, type of model. Somebody that's been in the industry, that's been trying to build scale, that understands the need to, to operate a business uh, efficiently, effectively, but really on the premise of water conservation. And they can, they can convert their business to the conserva model and grow from there. That we have many examples of successful leaders in our system that way. The other would be what we call maybe a second in command, somebody who's working for an existing irrigation system, never saw the opportunity or didn't, doesn't see in the future an opportunity to be an independent owner of that business. And so can step out and take their, again, their thoughtfulness around uh, their trade and they can grow their own business. We have successful examples of that. The other is uh, a green industry participant, somebody already taking care of lawns and it's a natural segue to diversify and, and bring irrigation under their fold. And then the last is which we've already spoken about is more of somebody coming from a, a corporate background that's looking to step into business. Um, so any, any business uh, owner, of course, has to come qualified, has to have access to capital. Um, so we're, you know, we're, we're doing and vet, we, we vet that system out or, or make for sure that the systems are in place for them to have that capital available. Great. Well, I appreciate you uh, walking us through that. Uh, this is uh, really important. Uh, I want to circle back to the beginning again, as we talk about water use and conservation in a typical suburban yard in the United States, I realize uh, 
they're vastly different in Minnesota and Maine and California and Florida, but what's the average water use and what's the opportunity for saving water in, in, in a typical uh, suburban yard? On a, on a typical quarter acre suburban yard, uh, many people don't understand. I'll take my yard as an example. It's exactly that, about 10,000 square feet of turf, and that's it. And one, one time around that property with a standard irrigation system uses about 2,250 to 2,500 gallons. And while it's important that we teach our children and, and the next generation about maybe turning the water faucet off as we're brushing our teeth and trying to save water, and that does, it adds up cups, add to gallons, which adds up to tens of thousands of gallons over time. But when we're talking about an irrigation system, a su small suburban lot that with, without high efficient irrigation practices in place um, is using somewhere around 2,500 gallons. If we can reduce that by somewhere on average, we're finding about 33,000 gallons per year, per season, per, per homeowner. It's, a, it's an, it's incredible. I'm sorry. I, I mentioned that as seasons. I'm talking about on a monthly basis. I apologize. 33,000 gallons on a monthly basis throughout the season that adds up. A significant amount of water savings. Yeah, so it's forty to sixty percent, right, of the use of, compared to a a system that uses the old technology, just a timer. Exactly. Yep. It's, oh. it's through standard, just real common uh, um, knowledge and, and and practical boots on the ground. What we call a type of approach, um, tightening up the system, making sure there's no leaks making sure that the heads are adjusted and working properly, and then cycling in those higher efficient nozzles and heads, and then of course, applying that smart controller technology. That's exactly where you're gonna get those savings of 40 to 60%. Yeah, it's it pretty Commercial pretty properties are even greater. Yeah, commercial properties, of course, larger footprints we're seeing with some of our, our national contracts. We're, we're proud to say that we've partnered uh, with a very large retailer, the uh, Target Corporation and Target to date, we're in 322 of their stores. Just 68 of their stores last year, uh, last season, we were able to save over 36 million gallons of water. This year, we anticipate that to be 125 to 150 million gallons of water for that corporation as we continue to grow our partnership. Well, and uh, more and more water jurisdictions are going to some sort of tiered pricing so that, that uh, the water used in the yard, in effect, gets billed at a higher rate. Uh, so there's a huge opportunity for consumers to save money and pay for their systems by the water savings, right? Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you know, we're finding that the residential consumer, they, they value professionalism, they value innovation, but they really truly value responsibility. They want to feel great, much like they recycle and they, they, they reduce their energy uses through common practices today of switching out light bulbs to LED bulbs, etc. Well, this is the next awareness that we're bringing uh, socially to these folks and saying, hey, this is a practical a simplified way that you can you can feel great about green lush lawns and plant material and yet at the end of the day you can you can of course add to the bottom line of your family checkbook but you can also feel great about what you're doing for the environment and really providing an example for that next generation of doing what's right 
Fantastic. Uh, Russ, you've had a remarkable career already. What's the most important lesson you've learned? Thoughtfulness. Being attentive to uh, things that are beyond just you, beyond just you, the, the, the small world for which we live, and being thoughtful of, of what your actions do in a positive or a negative way. But really thoughtfulness is, is what comes to mind. And we're all about saving the earth's water, having impact on the next generation, and providing a positive winning example that by doing things right, you can win, you can be rewarded, and, and it's a great way, it's a great way to live. You could be doing anything. I mean, you really could. You, you, you're a super talented guy, and you've done a lot of different things at different stages of your career. Uh, but why are you so focused on water conservation? Why is this so important to you? I think really the founding of it is growing up um, uh, in the state of Minnesota, we are the land of 10,000 lakes. Uh, we love water. Uh, and we don't hug every tree, but we hug a few, right? We love our trees too, but we love water. I love water so much to the point that I live on a boat in the summer months. Um, and I love being around it. It's, it's so peaceful and so calm, calming. And, uh, the, but once it's, it's an, it's an almost a, an infection, meaning once you learn of an abuse of a beautiful resource like that, you can't help, but but be infected by that calling to do something. And really I, I had two different ways I could take that. I thought I could go to the Capitol. I could, I could lobby, I could be an activist. I could, I could do all I could do. And I do help in those uh, measures as best I can. But at the end of the day, I knew that I wouldn't see effective change in my lifetime. So the other way was to study where's, where's most of our water going? Well, 59% or more of our residential water use departs the house by way of irrigation. And the EPA indicates that half of that water at least is wasted. So I thought that's, we gotta go after the biggest bang for the buck, the biggest impact for our environment. Let's go after this 100 year old industry, not abolish it because that's not what's right either. We need healthy plant material. Let's try to improve it. Let's affect change and let's grow really the, the, the largest U.S. and then global irrigation company that by the end of my lifetime will have forced that change through education and through opportunity for people to learn about this important cause. You know, fantastic. Russ, what is your superpower? <laughs> my, I think my superpower is relationships and telling stories um, that impact people and impact change. And I, I love collaborating, cooperating, and, and uh, working together with great, highly talented people, far more talented than I, and inspiring them to go out and change the way we water the world. Oh, fantastic. Well, Russ, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I know you're busy, but before you go, would you take just a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Conserva Irrigation and how they can connect with you personally? Absolutely. So we have a great, we have a great uh, consumer website at, at uh, uh, conservairrigation.com. And to learn more about uh, really what we do as a franchise organization, 
irrigationfranchise.com is a phenomenal platform, uh, has, has uh, many, many pages of information for them to learn more about what we do, how we do, and why we do culturally. Uh, but again, irrigationfranchise.com and conserveirrigation.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Russ. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, and we wish you uh, every success. Devin, what a great pleasure. Thank you, and congratulations on your success as well. No, thank good you. luck. Yeah, let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other change maker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com.